0: Don't cut it no more. Want a great big pipe? Carrying 200
1: megabits of pure excitement. Right to my door. Got an SUV with six-wheel drive.
0: All right, well, we're here in Nashville, Tennessee. Finally starting to head west. I'm feeling good about it. You know, the more shows we do and the more pizza we eat, the closer to the edge of the aisle I get in this chair. All right, all right. You just want me to move over, right? Oh, no. It's because my ass is expanding. That's why <laughs> I'm saying this. So we're here with a crowd. <laughs> a, a crowd of good old boys. And g- any gals out there? Nope. Just, just the good old boys in Nashville. And uh, our first guest is none other than Rob Foster. Yes. Hey, guys. Hey, Rob. How are you? Great, great. Hey, great show tonight. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's getting to be very uh, comfortable. Yeah, I think we got a feel for what we're doing finally. Yeah, so of course, uh, we're here in Nashville. The last time I was in Nashville, I think I was shipping, I was shopping songs right after high school. I had a whole bunch of songs that I wanted to shop, and I made appointments at the record companies down here. You can actually do that. I, th- I think you can still probably do that. You make appointments, you go in, they listen. And they drink their coffee and they try to keep their eyes open and they go, nah, can't use it.
2: That's the story. <laughs> That's the pretty story. pretty much
0: how it works. But I, so how are you? Hey, I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. So, what do you do here? What's your connection with the uh, user group and everything else?
2: Um, I actually started the user group well, along with uh, Mike Houston, who's standing across the room here. Okay. Uh, in 2000, uh, we started it when uh, .NET was in pretty much a beta beta mode, and uh, we've grown it to over actually uh, right, right at 620 members uh, here. Wow. so uh, Yeah. So it's uh, that's actually on our mailing list. Of course, that's not how many people show up every month, but right, uh, right. yeah. So it's it's pretty exciting. Um, it's it's a real active community. Um, we have uh, you know a lot. Of really good speakers coming in, and mm-hmm. uh, to to come and keep the keep the group supported. Um, we've got uh, great uh, regional directors here in t- yeah. you know, in town, uh, and uh, Billy. Nash- yeah, yeah, Billy Hollis. And uh, we've um, you know, we've had a lot of support from uh, from Microsoft and a lot of support from the community to to keep it going. And it's just really really fun.
0: What's the what's the main industry here that most of the people are employed in? Would you say?
2: I would say healthcare. Yeah, yeah, healthcare. We have uh, fairly large companies, um, HCA, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, probably the largest here in town. Um, they employ what do you What do you guys say? Probably fourteen hundred developers or so. I mean, it's a pretty large, you know, pretty large company. Wow, uh,
3: that's a lot of
0: developers. What are all those people doing? Writing <laughs> code, I hope. <laughs> is it Is it possible that fourteen hundred developers would want to take a VB .NET class? Sure. <laughs> 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 Let's talk you and me after the show, okay? Let wow that's that's great so obviously i know that billy um hollis who's sitting in the passenger seat here and you'll be talking to him in a minute i know that he does a lot of stuff in the healthcare industry but i didn't really know that that was the
2: dominant field here in nashville it is yeah and, yeah. and there's i mean it's uh, probably second to the music industry of course of i mean there's course, a lot yeah. of you know a lot of big music uh music recording studios you're a guitar and, player i am yes yeah i didn't know that until just, most people in the bus are record guitar players really <laughs> yeah. how many are guitar
0: players? Raise your hand.
2: One, two, three, four, five. Oh, dude. Absolutely, yeah. And Gibson, Gibson, USA is based here in in Nashville, and I think they make the Les Paul here. Um, Wow. So it's, uh, you know, very, very large. uh, They used to be in Kalamazoo,
0: Michigan, right? They did. And they they moved
2: here? They did, yes. Wow. And uh, as well as the custom shop. Excellent. So, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, big town. A lot of recording, though. A lot of recording in here.
0: As far as you yourself, uh, being a a developer yourself, you you came into this business, obviously, Mm -hmm. somehow.
2: Tell us about that. Uh, well, I started out in college as a music major and decided, well, I'm not good enough to make a living.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: um, so actually, I changed my changed my major to computer science and uh, got a degree and went from there. I I'm a,
3: surprised at the number of music folks that move over to computer science. It's amazing how close the fields actually are from a thinking point of view. Anyway,
2: yeah, I think it's more of a, a creative, uh, just a, a strive for the creativity. Um, sure. You know, and, and the, uh, the 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 constant. Uh, uh, I guess strive to get better at what you do.
3: This, I think there's a common element there in just that drive of inspiration, you know, staring at the screen, like staring at the paper until blood pours out of your forehead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to, to try. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. I've actually done quite a bit of thinking about this. And the best explanation that I've heard is that you get a lot of musicians that are also good at programming and vice versa, because practicing an instrument is a lot like programming. You start, and you have to be a good programmer. You have to know your techniques. You have to know the the theory. You have to understand the details. But then again, you know, you have to zoom out and present something, right? You have to. So you work like a, you practice your scales on the piano or on the guitar, and you work on those little riffs and stuff, and then you play the song. And it's sort of the same thing. You have to be able to zoom in and out quickly. That's you know, exactly so, right. Yeah. 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 Very cool. So uh, what did you what did you study? Uh, when did you? Let me ask you this. So when did you first start? working with dot net uh probably around
2: 2000 uh, so right at the beginning right at the beginning yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, i got the uh the pdc bits mm-hmm. uh that that came out and uh you know went from there was real fortunate to be on a couple projects early on mm-hmm. and uh, have pretty much been exclusively net uh done projects in both vb and c sharp i mean it's, what kind of,
0: what's your what was your favorite project I mean, Maybe if it was just for fun.
2: Yeah, um, I guess all of them. I mean, I'm doing a lot of SharePoint development right now. And that's, okay, uh, you know, for me, that's just, uh, in my opinion, that's just that's real development. I think that's, uh, you know, just a lot of fun, having a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, struggles with it. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's real fun. It's, it's just challenging.
3: But it's also spending time in the ASP .dot NET space too.
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, a big ASP guy. Um, I love, you know, just doing the whole ASP side of things, and and uh, you know the the you know the Windows forms, you know is yeah, you know, I, I do that too, but I mean, I guess I spend most of my time in the ASP space. So web parts? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, lots of
3: construction there? Yeah, yeah. Are you a tool builder or more of a site assembler?
2: I guess more of a tool builder. Yeah. You know, on I like
3: to the, the, util- on the back utilities, side. yeah. That's cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Rob, you're, we have a lot of people to get through. What's if you have one thing to say to the listening audience out there? There's a lot of them out there. Here's your chance: plug something, uh, bash something, whatever you want to say. Go for it, man.
2: Hey, I'd I'd like to say thanks to you guys to coming to the show. You know, if anybody you know is around remotely close to where these guys you guys are coming, um, I would recommend coming to it. It's just it's a great show. Um, a lot of a lot of educational stuff here. Um, a lot of fun. You know, oh, you're so too kind. Really appreciate it.
3: Uh, thanks very much. We had a good time doing it. Oh, great. great. Thanks for
0: having
2: us. Thank you, guys. And our next
0: guest is Joe Audet. Hi, Joe. Hey, how's it going? Great show tonight. Thank you very much. So tell us about yourself.
4: Well, I've been uh, developing mostly ASP.NET stuff for quite a while, and I did classic ASP before that. Uh, the biggest, coolest thing I'm working on these days is uh, an open source project that I started uh, at www.mojoportal.com. Okay. I know you've had the, uh, the .NET Nuke guys on your show a few times.
3: Well, and Miguel Diacaza, too. And Miguel, yeah. yeah.
4: And um, Mojo Portal, you know, it's just regular C-sharp ASP.NET, but it runs on Mono and on Windows. Uh, it can use SQL Server, uh, MySQL, or PostgreSQL for the database. That's
0: very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to checking it out. You actually gave us some disks.
4: Yeah, that's the Mono Live CD, and there's a site for that at mono-live.org, and people can download that themselves. It's uh, a bootable Ubuntu Linux uh, with all the Mono development tools and Mono pre-installed. So it's
0: a whole OS, you just boot from the CD, and you're done. Just boot from the
4: CD, and you've got Mono Develop. you've got several sample apps, including my Mojo Portal project is on the CD, running a running version with a database and everything. Will it recognize my devices and stuff? Yeah, you'll be able to get to the internet and everything with it. Huh, very cool.
3: That's pretty exciting stuff. And it's completely cross-compatible in C Sharp and VB.net.
4: I, I don't know, I know they're working on the VB.net, I don't know. It's
3: mostly a C Sharp. I'm, I'm doing C
4: Sharp with right. it, but I know there are some people working on that. That's cool. I, I, I think the the Windows form stuff is is really starting to get there, but the ASP stuff has really been there for quite a while, right?
0: Yeah, we've understood that. Yeah, the Windows forms, they, I guess they've tried a few different ways to approach that. Yeah, and, and they kind of go back what and they forth, did, right? But,
4: but now they're they're kind of doing it right, I think, and it's it's gonna so be good. how
0: is that? How are they doing Windows forms in Mono?
4: Uh, I mean, they're doing it all natively. I mean, I I don't really know. I haven't really played with the forms. Yeah, it's
0: kind of voodoo to me,
4: too. Yeah.
3: Well, the problem is that there's not one IDE for Linux. So it depends on what you're running on your side as to how forms are going to behave.
4: I think they're trying to make it to where it works. I mean, they've got it where on Mac... It it's supposed to render like a Mac form would, and cool. on Windows it renders, or Linux it renders similar to what it would on a but Windows. But you got
3: KDE, you got GNOME. I mean, you've got all these different windowing environments for Linux. That's got to be part of the problem.
4: Yeah, I think probably um, I I could be off base, but I think a lot of it runs on the the GTK toolkit, which is the GNOME right. toolkit, yeah. and that can run even if you're using KDE. But I think you have to have that installed for it to work. So. so for
0: the for the Microsoft person who doesn't know the first thing about Linux, is this going to be an adventure for them?
4: There's a few struggles. I can tell yeah. you some of the hurdles that that I went through. The things that you have to be aware of, at least from the ASP .dot net side, sure, is case sensitive URLs for one thing. Uh, you, you know, yeah, that's the, a Unix the, thing in general. Exactly. Think, yeah. The file systems case sensitive. It's not a bug. It's a feature. You know, yeah, it's it's, right. it's the way they intended it. <laughs> yeah,
3: they meant to do that. Yeah, no, really.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I know you guys don't like cake sensitivity. I, mean, oh, you no. know? I, I, don't,
0: I don't mind it. Personally, I just prefer not to have it. I think yeah. it's a cruel prank, actually, yeah. myself.
4: <laughs> so, you know, if you're coding stuff up and you got default.aspx and you spelled it with a lowercase d and it's really on the file system with an Dope. uppercase d, that's a 404. You know, yeah, you're, right. not, you're not going to get the page. And that's a
0: feature, not well, a bug. Yeah.
4: Well, it just means you have to use sure. a little more care in your code and then it will run anywhere. Sure. And then the only other- lot,
0: don't you think there's a lot of cultural things like that that's separate Windows and Linux people, Unix people in general? I
4: I do. I got to admit, I mean, I'm growing very fond of Linux, but it's, you know, it's been hard won knowledge getting good at setting up Linux. It it is a cranky
3: product. I mean, it's very reliable and it, it works great when it works, but boy, you can spend a lot of time chasing your tail trying to fix something inherently simple yeah and you kill yourself when you find the answer because it's so trivial
4: yeah and it's well installing things i mean they have their own version of dll hell you know right know what I mean? okay <laughs> it's not just exactly versioning the hell same. generally it's, yeah i mean dependency hell kind right. of you know you go to yeah compile something and it's missing something, it's not or like you, have you either have version. the
0: framework or you don't you you have this little piece and that little piece and yeah 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 very good well i'm i'm really
4: looking forward to to booting it up will this work in a virtual pc um Good question. I think so. It seems like I heard that it would.
3: I'd say yes. I've set up Linux instead of a VPC, so shouldn't yeah. be that difficult. If you could to boot going. up any
4: one of these laptops with it, and it should work fine. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, great.
0: Hey, thanks for talking to us. Thanks
4: for having me. It's been my pleasure.
0: Oh, but you know we didn't ask you to uh, to plug something. Do you have something to plug or to uh, say just, hi to mom or something? I think mom I already something?
4: plugged uh, mojoportal.com, uh, mono-live.org, and the Mono Project. Check them out.
0: Very cool. Thanks. Thanks. And our next guest is Tommy Norman. Hi, Tommy. Hi, guys. So
5: tell us about yourself, man. Uh, I've been a .NET developer since the the beta. Uh, Before that, uh, classic ASP. And before that, I was Novell, Lotus, and Java, about as un-Microsoft as you could get. (laughs) So why the conversion? Uh, They paid better.
3: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like the money when it comes down to it. I worked with a bunch of Lotus guys. It Mm -hmm. was a challenging affair. We were doing XML related stuff and it's amazing how different the same standard can be in one environment to the other.
5: Very much so. A lot of little at symbols in there. (laughs) Oh, for sure. So... Check out the toy. That's right. What is I know that? you like a, toys. A, a, to- a tough book. This, yeah. uh, this is the Panasonic Toughbook. Yeah. This is the C twenty eight. The thing is,
3: it's not small. Uh, well, let's describe <laughs> what it is.
5: You know, it's a
0: ruggedized laptop, right? It,
5: it's a it's a tablet convertible. It is. Okay. A, it's uh, you can turn the screen around and be a regular laptop. You have to press a little release button and it looks you turn like it around. it's
0: made out of like uh, you know. Uh, Titanium, Some sort of titanium, like titanium or is, is that what it is? It
5: is ruggedized. I don't know if it's actually titanium. It is ruggedized because these are going to be used Kevlar the or something? Uh, it can operate in negative 20 degrees Celsius and positive Jeez. 40 degrees Celsius.
0: No, I can't. <laughs>
5: That's right. That's what he, most of the guys we're going to give it to said, too. You've got
0: to type in gloves, you know, <laughs> fur gets away. Look, convert that for a second so okay, I can see the sure. top. That would be cool. Richard's not drooling. He must not be that interested. Okay. Oh, so that was the top. That's
5: right. Yeah. just turns around and lays down just like a, a regular convertible.
3: And Must uh,
5: <laughs> <have>.
3: <laughs> Well, you know, the the whole test here would be to punt it off the table here and see how well it bounces, right?
0: <laughs> He's going to... He dropped it oh. on the floor. Oh. Oh. That is something I would not do uh, under normal right circumstances. Up. And Isn't right
5: back up. Don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> it just survived a three-foot drop. That's right. That,
3: that was a toss. That was a casual right.
5: toss. <laughs> I'd well,
0: be scraping
3: pieces of machine up with a pitch like that.
5: We've done several tests with it, and, of course, we drop it 25 times from various different drops, and day I do it in a demo at Brook.
3: Of course, yeah. And is it? It's water resistant, not water. Water resistant.
5: You can shower with it, but you can't bathe with it. Now, why you would, I don't know. Wow. Do not immerse in water <laughs> is correct. the rule, right? Correct. Uh, you can shower with it, uh, but we've yeah. got to... Okay, we're doing some field service automation stuff that they said it must you know just act just like I'm writing on a sheet of paper, and it must be easy That's and simple awesome. for the guys in the field. Wow, and and word recognition as well. Right, and also, I'm not using ink edit controls because they stink.
3: Uh, We're (laughs) writing our own
5: controls with labels and ink overlays.
3: And I I like the scale of everything you've done here. The fonts are fairly big. The boxes are big. I mean, writable sizes here. Right. It, It looks about right for what you'd expect. And that's what, about a 10-inch screen? It is
5: about a 10-and-a-half-inch a screen. It's smaller because it's ruggedized. It's yeah. about 4 and a half pounds, and we but didn't you, want, want to You wouldn't want to span bigger than that. And exactly. that's the interesting
3: thing. It's only 4 and a half pounds. It's quite a thick unit. I mean, that's like yes. a good inch, inch-and-a-half thick. So it's not as heavy as it looks.
5: No, and and they have various strapping devices that you can kinda either strap it to yourself and work right. on it, you know, suspended or uh, strap in the back to where you can put it on your arm. Various different ways to probably make it a little bit easier.
0: Now what what kinds of things, uh what kinds of applications do you use this for?
5: Uh, this is gonna be field service. The guys are gonna be out actually inspecting different vehicles and things of that nature. And I see. they've tried uh laptops. They tried handhelds. Nothing was adopted. Nothing worked. It was all too hard. It was not designed properly. The and thing they, I
0: think of is like the rent-a-car people but they have like those little right. symbian.
3: This is going
5: to be their own device. Devices. So they're going to do their Word. They're going to do their Excel. So they had to have something that okay. could do everything.
3: And that's the great thing about this. In the end, it's still XP underneath all that ruggedized. Exactly. Track. So all that stuff is just going to fall out of it easily. And, and then the app we're looking at here is .NET? Uh,
5: it is .NET. It's a proof of concept we did. Uh, just They said, you know, we want to try tablets but We have to prove it to the people with the money because this is a $4,200 unit.
0: Oh, that's fun. Uh,
5: But it's, you know, because
0: you know they're going to be impressed. I mean, they really
5: liked it. Uh, You know, the guys in the field said, you know, it's got to be super easy. And we said, well, if you can't write all the information down and you just want to write it actually on the tire itself, we'll actually make you a diagram (laughs) and you can write on the tire itself. (laughs) That is cool. So they've this got This is what I'm talking options. about.
0: This is what I'm talking about when you mean, when you see tablet ink-enabled applications. It's not just being able to fill in forms. You're actually drawing numbers on a picture of a of a physical thing. Correct. And then it's translating that into input. That's yeah. just cool.
5: Yeah, it, the thing was to make it as easy as possible. No excuse not to collect the data at the point of inception. Right, of course. Hey,
3: I and mean, what's compelling about here, this is not just a tough machine in a pretty good development environment. Somebody's done some good thinking as to how... A service tech looks at a problem, and writing on a tire is exactly how they do it. They do it on chalk right on the tire. Now you're just doing it on uh, with a pen on a stylus into the uh, screen.
5: Exactly. And the last couple of projects failed because they didn't get the guys involved in the field soon enough, and they've been involved from day one.
3: And I'm sure these guys have strong opinions about all this stuff. Oh, they've yes. been fed all kinds of crazy gear, and they really do want a better way. They're not inherently technology-adverse. They're just demanding.
5: Exactly. And the and second How, how I showed well them, did it go over? Was, yeah, the second I showed them riding on the tire, they said, I'm sold. You don't have to show me anything else. <laughs> Done. We, well, we didn't show them because we're still working on the proof of concept. And I didn't bring my Bluetooth headset, but they can actually click on start speech. And actually say steer left front uh, PSI 25. They get a voice back that says, you know, steer left front value PSI set to blah, blah, blah. They can say next tire, left tire. Wow. They can walk around the vehicle and do their inspection while it's sitting, you know, it's Bluetooth. So about 30 feet away. Computer,
0: where is Commander (laughs) LaForge?
5: Now, we did do for a demo. Uh, if you say stupid computer, it says stupid is a stupid does. And that went over really well.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. That's brilliant. I love that. Tommy,
5: this is great.
0: Um, any last minute pitch, uh, plug, or anything you want to say?
5: Uh, no, I'll pitch our.NET user group because I, I, sure. I really think we've got a, a bunch of good guys. We have a great talent pool here in Nashville. It was a great
3: group to talk to. They had a lot of fun. It was easy.
0: It is a good group. Absolutely. And you got some great people in this area, too. We definitely do.
3: So, what's that website?
5: Uh, well, I work for CompuWare, so this is the, my company. the user group? Uh, oh, and the user group, I'm sorry, is uh, www.nashvs.net.
0: Excellent. Tommy, thank you for talking to us. Thank you, guys. You bet. Our next guest is Gaines Kurgerson. Gaines, how are you? Doing well. It's a great show. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, uh, tell us what you do.
6: I got started uh, doing Microsoft development in the uh, ASP realm, classic ASP as we call it now, I guess. Right. uh, (laughs) ASP.old. ASP.old. That's a new one for me tonight. Uh, And that kind of flowed very easily into .NET, ASP.NET. Yeah. So that's kind of been my specialty. I haven't really done too much Windows Forms.
0: So you got started in ASP, which is really sort of scripting, you know, based in, in sort of intertwined code and HTML. Was ASP.NET kind of a, a jump for you, or was it more like a relief?
6: Well, you know, in your tr- in your computer classes, you learned object-oriented programming. So mm. you kind of remember back to some of the other theories that kind of tie it into .NET. Um, but it, it, it was not a bad transition for me from classic.
0: And now that ASP.NET two O is here, what do you think?
6: It's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> it's long needed, and uh, it'll make... a. Uh, Programming in Visual Studio may be as efficient as Notepad now.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know where I can go with that one. Were you an interdev user back in the old days?
6: No, I I actually started out learning on uh, Dreamweaver.
0: You prefer a debugger that works? Maybe? Uh, uh, (laughs) None of the debuggers work.
6: Once I was able to see the code and the, the GUI side-by-side side and figure out what the code was to make things work, Yeah, I quickly moved to UltraEdit or Edit Plus or other right. text editors.
0: Um, I'm not a, one of those guys who is into the macromedia and .NET combination of things, but um, I guess, do you still keep up with Dreamweaver and Flash and all that stuff? And-
6: no, in my opinion, Dreamweaver was a pretty awful product in its own right. Uh, it was a good tool for what I was learning, but
0: uh, yeah. once I
6: could get away with it, I ran.
0: So no Flash or anything like that
6: anymore? No, Flash is great. Uh, I started learning some ActionScript, but uh-huh. I never really got too heavily into it because the, the real need was usually in development and not in graphics design yeah. or interface development. Really.
0: Right, right. So yeah, I was, it would just be nice to be able to integrate a little bit more some of the Flash stuff in ASP.net. I guess uh, not really much you can do about that right now. Well, it's the same kind of glue problems you have putting an ActiveX
3: control onto a web page.
0: They really don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It'd be nice to be able to call back to a a ASP net app from a, from a flash button or something like that though.
6: Well, that's kind of along the lines of what we're working with now is uh, I now work for a GIS company, uh, geographic information systems. And uh, one of our big customer bases is realtors. And realtors want to be able to stand on oh, yeah. the steps of a house and pull up the house information. And they yep. don't want to have to sit there typing in an address. Right. So we're starting to try to make that, that uh, integration between uh, pocket PCs and phones and websites and, and uh, really bring it down to where they can hit a button and have the information they need. Very cool.
3: What's the big stumbling block to make that technology work? Is it the GPS stuff that's hard?
6: Well, for us, it's really what devices you're going to use and how you're going to use them. Uh, We've been talking with some of the different cell providers trying to figure out how we can use their phones best without having to have another device like a pocket PC. For instance, if you're a customer and you're driving around looking at houses and you see a house you want to buy, you're not necessarily going to have a pocket PC with a program on it. You, You might have your Nextel phone that you can whip out and go to an address and pull up the information based on the GPS that's built into your Nextel phone.
3: Right. I mean, is that a requirement coming up that all cell phones are going to have a GPS capability? As I
6: understand it, all the cell phones that are currently being manufactured for America currently do.
0: Yeah, that's come from some real tragedies that have happened where people have been lost, and they've been calling 911, and nobody's able to find them because there's no no way to to track the call. So, yeah. Interesting stuff. So, uh, got anything to plug or to... uh, to slam maybe, or?
6: Well, we got some uh, future products coming out from my company, InfoCode. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll be big for the real estate market and public utilities, that sort of thing.
0: Okay. Uh, Is there a website?
6: It's www.infocode.com. And for the realtors who might be tuning into this uh, this program, hey, it's you never uh, know. www.realtyeyes.com.
0: Very cool. Well, we'll look for that stuff online. Thanks a lot. Excellent. Okay. And our next guest is Rebel Bailey. That's right. And I'm not making this up. So so that's your name, Rebel.
1: Well my initials are R E B, and so it's Reb, but it's kind of stuck. I can't oh, okay. get rid of it. Oh, so it's a nickname? Uh, your parents didn't. Put I was born it, Rebel in Nineteen sixty five, which is a centennial celebration of our civil war. Okay. And my mother was involved in the Okay. A reenactment so. and it was also the 60s so right well she wasn't that kind of 60s okay. no. she was <laughs> <laughs> she's my mom come okay. on <laughs> well you know i don't know <laughs> so uh what do you do well i have been in the trenches for about 10 years doing don't laugh access stuff for these small companies Okay, well, thanks for talking no, to us. No, uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. Well, uh, see you later. No, no, Jackie Goldstein let the dirty little secret out. There's a lot sure. of, all of us are using access in some way or another. Microsoft's still shipping that product, you know. Well, Somebody's y- using it. Hey, I ran the courthouse off of it for five years while they were getting their VB app ready. Oh, and I'm just nice. stuck. So I am banking on this VB 2005. Uh-huh. It's the charm. It's the third one. So yeah, yeah, it's the closest right. thing, you know. Because the VB was just kind of a primitive forms engine, in my opinion, back then. Mm-hmm. And Access had report writers. Access and some had some great stuff, yeah. I did some stuff, hooked it to Postgres in my last project, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of stuck. So, yeah. uh, you guys, this is going to pull me out of the trenches? Oh, I think so. Good. So, um, in terms of VB,
0: object-oriented VB?
1: Well, I've done a lot of uh, pseudo-object stuff. I did PHP and Postgres uh-huh. about three years ago because I was too scared of ASP because it's this huge object model, and God, it's, you know, I'm just one you guy. I'm much. not a <laughs> I'm not a team of people here. so But I've done all that. I've had enough of that. So uh, yeah. So here we go into the brave new world of VB. Yeah. So um, are you looking towards uh, maybe SQL Express? Uh, by all means. The new connector was SQL Server 2005, where you can write and get uh, web services into and out of, Yeah. which I've read about only so far. And I've uh-huh. seen some demonstrations. So I'm really excited about that with smart clients. Think about this. You take access... I mean, the way it looks, the VB part. Right. And it's a smart client, and it's yeah. talking over the internet to your SQL server back there. Yeah. And I really like the concept of putting .NET Nuke as a framework to start with, so you got your ASP, your 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 public websites over there. Right. And then you've got your smart client stuff through VB2005. Right. So... Uh, at six months, I'll let you know how it goes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, um,
0: I try to, to architect solutions such that we can use the same components on the web as we do on a Windows application, yes. you know, with minor modifications if necessary.
1: But yeah, if, if it's in stored procedures in SQL Server and you can right. call them. So I, I guess I'm trying to become a real programmer. You know? Yeah. Bro, yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, well, you got some, a lot of, uh, a lot of help here, huh? Well, yes. We've got a great group here and, um, uh, we're getting the troops together and, um, uh, it's a good town to be in. Awesome. No hurricanes. No, no hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, so here's your chance to plug or smash or. Well, I think to plug anything. But last night I loaded a Windows Media Center, Uh-huh. and you have these little dancers. Have y'all seen this? These you can download little dancers, and they dance on the screen. Uh, I'm not plugging it. I'm just saying that is the coolest thing I've seen. Okay. And you haven't seen this? <laughs> no. Your Windows Media <laughs> Center people. You can, do that on XP. can you? Were they Were they like can can no, dancers? The, no, the they... uh, default one was Amanda. And then, I <laughs> see. Was there a poll involved? No, it's right there on the screen. So I'm not no. plugging it. I thought it was the coolest thing. Oh, okay. It's the coolest thing I've downloaded recently. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. Well, thanks for talking to us. Thanks, guys. You guys are doing a great job. Oh, thank you. you too yes.
0: kind. And it's time for Grandma Hollis. How are you, Grandma? <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> the gray I'm hair just doesn't, kidding. Yeah, it doesn't. The gray hair is not that bad, is no, it? No, no, it's not gray. It's white. What do you mean it's... Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> what it is. I keep forgetting it has gone completely white, hasn't yeah. it? How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm so busy. My eyes stay crossed half the time, but, but yeah. it's, uh, that's just because... Software development just the last couple of years. This stuff's taken off. Are we booming or what? Two thousand six is
3: going to be a huge year.
7: I'm having to, to to turn people away. Just almost every couple of weeks, people call up and say, "Hey, can you do this for me?" And I go, "No, I've got a long stretch."
3: I've been measuring my productivity in a while—the number of nos per week.
7: Yeah, that's a that's
0: that's a good, a good measure. measure. It's a good yeah. metric.
7: Yeah. So this is your home turf.
0: This, this is, is what you've been talking Tennessee, about.
7: See that now you can see that there's a. You know, I think people have this this vision of Nashville. <laughs> Well, it's a music city, right? Yeah, they so, think of it, well, not, it's not just that they think of, think of it as a music city. It's but a they, hee-haw city.
3: That's right. They yeah. think of it as
7: a, as a sort of down-home, redneck, not very technical yeah. sort of city, and, and there's actually more to it than that.
3: Well, uh, you know, the group that was there tonight was very sharp. They asked me some tough questions. It was a lot of fun. I'm smart, smart people here.
7: Yeah, yep. Nashville. Nashville has a, uh, I think one of the interesting things about Nashville, as opposed to most places, is that the economy here is based on middle-sized companies. Mm, yeah, you're talking about companies 100 million to maybe 500 million in size. That's nice. They're not going anywhere. That's right. Yeah. And but what that means is that when you work for a company like that, you you don't you don't you can't specialize that much. Mm. You have to be able to handle a pretty broad range of things, and that's good. That means that you there there's a premium on people who can play a lot of different roles. Getting and do back a lot of to this, things. you know,
0: getting back to the stereotype,
7: healthcare is serious software. This is you know. You
0: can't fail. That's at right. This Healthcare stuff.
7: is some of the some of the more difficult software to develop. It right. it, it certainly the, the implications of it of it failing are bad, but the data structures tend to be really really strange and, and ridiculous. Weird. Lots yeah. of rules. V- very messy. I
3: uh, spent my time in HL7 being punished for the pseudo non-standard standard. Yeah. I maintained yeah. a database of ICD-9
0: codes.
7: Oh yeah. Yeah. H- HL7 is one of those things that they tried to make it a standard, but you know what? There's this piece where you can put your app-specific stuff, and in fact, that's where everything ends up. Yeah. And so you really have to know what somebody's trying to tell you when, when they send it over. So, But mm. healthcare, I think, is really on the, on the verge of, of a dramatic shift in yeah. technology over the next few years because of a convergence of a lot of things like the tablet PC and more standardized data Wi-Fi. storage and Wi-Fi. You have to understand that that healthcare tends to be so distributed, distributed not only in terms of facilities, but also in terms of each individual facility being very spread out. And because of that, all these technologies coming together are really going to have a dramatic impact. I saw my first tablet PC in a doctor's office. Wow! Uh, late last year. Awesome, awesome. And you're doing some work, some healthcare software on the
0: tablet PC. If I'm, I'm doing some
7: prototype work, uh, some a couple of different healthcare applications. Uh, one of which has to do with writing prescriptions on on the tablet PC. Which do you realize how many people a year get sick or die because just because they can't they read can't the doctors' get the prescriptions writing, yeah. right? Yeah. And so this application has a lot of uh, possibilities there. And then I have some others that that I'm not able to talk about. Gods do not write prescriptions. <laughs> <laughs> we scribble them.
0: Yeah, they yeah. scribble
7: them. But the, the amazing thing about the tablet PC is that if you program the interface right, it can recognize some of the most god awful scribbles yeah. as and, and actually do a pretty good job of interpreting it and tell the doctor, "Yeah, I got that." Right. Because there's this list of abbreviations that the doctors used, and, and that's pretty much standard. And so you can make the interface respond to that. It learns. It, l- it learns the
3: scratch that is a doctor. That's writing.
7: right. That's right. Well, I mean, you
0: were there at the tablet PC, uh, uh, what did they call that thing again? The thing we were at, uh, they called it a training session for influentials or something like that. Yeah, the tablet influentials event. That's what, yeah. And we learned all about the numerous, not just one, but numerous neural networks that are in the handwriting recognition software for the tablet PC and the millions and millions of samples of handwriting that they processed. To get the data in the neural networks. Yes. There and some sophisticated
7: software. That is That is that that is the, the first application of a neural net I've seen that really... That really works. That really yeah. seems to work and and, and that, that it was apparently the one approach that, that did manage to work. Now, there are still a few things, though, because the tablet people are coming out with some new capabilities in yeah. the next version. And uh, I, I saw some, some blogs about this. Actually, it was a funny thing at PDC because at that event you were talking about, Uh, The one recognition problem they tended to have was that the tablet had a very tough time telling the difference between a capital I and a lowercase l and the numeral one and a vertical bar. Yes, but they're fixing that. They're, They're putting a special thing in there just to train the tablet PC to be able to do that. That's good. And the interesting thing about that is that that's called the solution to the Billy Hollis problem. (laughs) that's what the tablet pc people call it what is the problem with billy hollis the the problem with billy hollis is that the lowercase l is at the bottom of the the priority list on recognition Hmm. and if your name is billy hollis ah lots of l's you get b1 in nashville (laughs) Nashville. then all of a sudden that becomes quite a problem you
3: are over allocated in lowercase l that's that's all there is to it that's right
7: Billy, what's next for you? What's next? Oh, I have a very, very exciting project coming up in which I'm going to to be working with a commercial software company to do some uh, some healthcare software, and we are are going to do some very nice frameworks for an entire series of products using Visual Studio 2005, uh, and and at pretty much greenfield start over because the existing. Software is a couple of generations old. It's going to be a very, very exciting project, and I'm looking forward to doing that for most of next year. That sounds great. Are you going to be speaking anywhere soon? I will be at VS Connections in Las Vegas, where you will be yep. During when the launch comes out.
3: It's appalling to you, I'm sure, because it's appalling to me, <laughs> that the next time we see you, we still will have not have gone home yet. That
7: is pretty appalling <laughs> right. when I think about that. Because
3: that's a couple of weeks away, yeah. at least.
7: And uh, I will also be at uh, the... VS Live is now back in Australia for the first time in a number of oh, cool. years, and I'll be going down there for that. And the Patterns and Practices group will have a, a architecture summit on campus at Redmond in December, and I'll be speaking on smart client architecture there. And you and Rocky, you said, are writing another book? Rocky and I are working on a book on smart client end-to-end, basically, not on... Trying to explain a lot of the technology of Windows forms or things like that. Or beyond that. But yeah, we'll try to give you a skeleton so that you understand how a smart client application is supposed to work, all the way from the point where the controls go on the form to the point where the data goes in the database with various kinds of data transport and things like and
3: of that. of course, you know you know you need to put controls on a farm, and you know you get to get data in a database. It's all those bits in between that are tough. That's right. So, I mean, the questions <laughs> I want answered in that book are stuff like, well, what method should my server be presented to my client with? and and what protocols should I be using? And what protections have I got? And what's the right way to secure that stuff? And do I need to make my own delegates? <laughs>
7: I don't think, especially the projected audience for this book, I don't think we want them to make their own delegates. But uh, the, the approach basically is to say, look, there are probably four or five ways to do Operation X. Mm. Here's one that works and works pretty well for a broad range of cases. That's Because good. you just can't tell people everything anymore. Yeah, and there's
3: no one way that's right for everything, or there only be one way that was right.
7: And and we're reaching the point where, in many cases, when you make a choice between four different methods, it's like going down to Best Buy and picking out a VCR or DVD player. It doesn't matter. They all work pretty well. Maybe the size of the buttons on the remote control vary a bit.
0: You know, the thing I like about your writing and Rocky's writing is you never come out and say, this is the way it is. You should do this. You should not do this ever. There's always a discussion. There's two sides to every story. There's always trade-offs to every decision, and uh, and you both do a really good job of explaining those and presenting them. I
7: appreciate that. Rocky and I do both have a very pragmatic yeah, sort of that's what it is about us.
0: But it's also sort of non-elitist, right? I mean, we we all know, you know, there are people out there who love to, you know, um, who make their living off of telling people black and
7: white, always
0: this way, never that way. Uh, and I would people like to, listen to it. I
7: would like to think that's true. But when you come from Nashville, Tennessee, and you sound like a combination of George Bush and Bill Clinton, <laughs> then, it, then in that case, you, you know, you better not try to sound very elitist because yeah. that just isn't going to go over.
3: I I think the humility of the writing of both of you is really what makes the material so approachable. Well, and it's also good writing.
0: And thanks, Billy.
7: Um, Here's your chance to plug anything else that you got going. uh. Gosh, you know, I'm trying to think of of what all I do have going. I I mentioned several of the the things that were happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't think of anything else I I need to, to talk about. Uh, except that I'm really looking forward to the, the complete release of Visual Studio 2005 and, and getting everybody switched over to that. And then some of the stuff that's coming after that, the Windows presentation framework, is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to start rolling off the assembly line real soon now. All right, Billy. Thanks. It's been You're a pleasure welcome. talking
0: to you. It's been a pleasure right. speaking in your town.
7: All right. Thanks for coming, guys. You guys did a great job. Oh, thank you. I wanted to say that you sucked, but I didn't <laughs> I didn't really think that. That's okay. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Thanks, Billy.
0: I think it's time for us to go home. That's not a bad thing. We work, we're work. we working pretty hard these days. Yeah, we are. We didn't get much sleep with all the traveling and the staying up and babysitting the internet connections and the lost files and things. You yeah. Know. All that fun stuff. But we're past the halfway mark. It's got to get easier, right? So when do you do your 50th show?
3: I think I hit my 50th show in San Diego. You're not going to go home on me, are you? Well,
0: you know... I wouldn't want to break up a good trend or anything. All right. Well, next show is going to be in Memphis. Memphis. So, big barbecue there. I got to get some ribs. Yep. Definitely we'll, got to get some ribs. We'll talk to John Box and his friends over there next time.
5: We'll see you later. That's tomorrow. Bye bye. Bye bye.